0: listeners, Ria here. I just wanted to check in and to give you guys a heads up about this episode that you're about to listen to and the next episode that's going to be released. We did have a slight mishap while recording. One of us, look, I'm not naming any names, one of your two hosts, possibly the younger one, possibly the one that isn't me, uh, accidentally left her window open. And so very clearly on her recording, we can get... The Australian sounds of summer, you know, the slight screaming of the insects that is our constant background noise for all of summer. Yeah, it comes across very, very clearly in these episodes. So sorry about that. Nothing we can really do about it now. (laughs) Hope it's not too awful to listen to. Okay, we won't do it again. Love you guys. Bye. To our new listeners, welcome. To our old listeners, welcome back. Another episode of Magical Education awaits you, but first we would like to say a few words. Nitwit, blubber, oddment, tweak. Podcast nine and three quarters. Topic of the week is: What's the deal with the Marauders' map? Listeners, I'm Rhea. And I'm Jem, and this week we're gonna look at the most plot holy device in the entire series. <laughs> <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the most plot holy. <laughs> mm, Surely there's gotta be something worse. <laughs> mm, I don't know. <laughs> it's a bit of a mess. Yeah. <laughs> we'll we'll get into it. Yeah. So the Marauders Map. Yes. Um, First impression, love the drawings. Real cool. Um, I happen to have, like, my own Marauder's Map that I bought at some point. Yes, It's cool art. I'm pretty sure we bought them together at the Harry Potter World in Japan. Yeah. Because I have mine as well that I got down from the shelf to look at. And I, oh, God, it still has the, like, price sticker on the plastic sleeve at the back, and it's all written in Japanese. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that'd be about right. That's a pretty solid (laughs) indication of where I got it from. (laughs) That was a good time. Yeah, it was. Ah, Memories. Anyway, (laughs) Marauder's Map. So, my first thoughts when looking at this like physical copy of the map that I have is that it just doesn't work. Yeah. I mean, the physical copy that, like, they sell as merchandise and they have in the movies is different to how it's described in the books. But yeah, it is a bit bonkers. Yeah. Um, I love it, though. (laughs) It's like a gorgeous piece of art and I love to, like, unfold it and look at it and stuff. But, like, looking through it, it just doesn't show the entire castle at all. What it does show is, like, impossible to figure out where it could be. (laughs) Like, this is a corridor, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> I think the idea of having it layered where you fold pieces out is actually smarter than in the books where it's, like, just one big thing of paper because mm. Hogwarts is seven stories, so, like, it, it would yeah. make sense to me if it folds out in seven ways and you can see each level. Mm-hmm. But um, And the grounds as well. Yeah. And it, the dungeons. Yeah. Hogwarts is big and complicated. It's massive. But in the book, it's just, like, one big big thing of parchment yeah in the book it's one big thing of parchment and like the description constantly mentions how like all the little dots of the people are tiny and all the writing is minuscule like it's obviously crammed <laughs> into this space that just doesn't work <laughs> wow it's like it's like the marauders really mastered like all this complex magic but not like how to fold paper <laughs> so that they could like create more depth <laughs> with this map it just yeah i really want to talk about like their basic cartography skills <laughs> <laughs> interesting how do you how, how are you yeah. at cartography were you uh not great <laughs> so listeners as like a fun activity a challenge for yourself get out some pieces of paper and try and draw the blueprints to your house and like the town where you live like a map of the town where you live and see how accurate it is to your actual living (laughs) space. I've done both of those things several times for like writing projects that I do, which are set in the town that I grew up in and damn, it's hard to map a space, even a space that you know backwards and forwards inside and out. Like I can't draw my own room because living in a room is different to like imagining it from a bird's eye view and getting everything exactly right and like figuring out yeah I know my bathroom's next to my bedroom but like what's this space in the middle <laughs> why is this here why doesn't it line up with the kitchen the way it's supposed to is there just an extra room hidden in between the walls and between my kitchen and my like bed that I'm just not aware of Like. <laughs> Yeah, like I put the cupboard in for my bedroom, my clothes are, but that means that there's this weird open (laughs) space that just doesn't sort of fit. Fun, and then imagine doing that for a castle that changes staircases and has hidden doors and (laughs) secret passageways and all this sort of bullshit. (laughs) Yeah, like. A regular castle, a regular seven-story castle would be a difficult thing to map for, like, a professional cartographer. <laughs> Never mind a bunch of, like, 16-year-old idiots who have, like, no training in math or geography or, like, Yeah, and you just know that any of them, any, or even, like, good at art in general, like, can draw a straight line, <laughs> can create the illusion of depth and space, <laughs> you know? Like, we don't know. <laughs> we have to conclude that they are because the map exists and it's functional and it's accurate as far as we're aware. But it's just, I find it astounding that the Marauders had these skills because that's an incredible level of skill. (laughs) I did come across a theory of how it could have been made which I think is quite fascinating. It's not Mm -hmm. my theory. I found it I think on Reddit or Quora. I will link to it in the show notes. But basically there's this theory Mm -hmm. that um, uh, perhaps the marauders found a way to tap into the magical wards that surround Hogwarts and found a way to sort of take the essence of the wards and imprint it onto paper with ink, with magic. So that, because if you you think of the map as a map of Hogwarts, which is what it is, it doesn't go beyond the Hogwarts boundaries and anyone who shows up on the map is only on the map because they're at Hogwarts so, mm-hmm. if you think about the magical boundaries around Hogwarts as like a security measure, you could think of it as a way as like, okay, so John yeah. Smith walks into Hogwarts, and the boundaries and the protective magic that surrounds the castle knows that it is also protecting John Smith, and so he shows up on the map too because the boundaries and these wards are aware mm-hmm. of his presence. And there's like, oh, you know, a mystical connection between wizard and their name and all this bullshit. So maybe you can draw on some of that magic. Yeah. So yeah, there's this idea that they took, they sort of tapped into that magic found a way to imprint it on paper so you can visually see it. And then did some other stuff with like homunculus charm, which is like a person location magic, which is the uh, the only Mm. charm that we like learn that they used to imbue this map with, to create the map. And then there was a discussion on how the map is kind of like a portrait Like, how we understand portraits. Okay. The fact that you have to use a specific phrase to open the map and close the map, like a portrait that guards something or a portrait that has a job. The fact that the map seems Mm -hmm. to learn, but not, like, age or grow in a way. So, like, the portraits can learn new information. They can learn new passwords, new names of people, new gossip around the castle Mm -hmm. and all sort of stuff. But they don't, like, they don't change. (laughs) They're still themselves. Yeah yeah they are like a frozen moment in time so it could be that the marauders were able to sort of tap into those wards put the impression on paper and then use the magic that creates portraits to be what they are which is kind of like i think jk mentioned like a relationship between the painter of the portrait the subject of the portrait and some magic potions or whatever shit like that to sort of train it some shit. yeah train it to have some kind of rapport and, like, response to situations. Mm -hmm. So it's got a mind of its own, in a way. And I think that is sort of the conclusive idea of how this map was made by these four children. Okay. (laughs) That's, like, deeply convoluted and has a lot of, like vague magical theory like tapping into the wards somehow and putting them on paper somehow and somehow yeah but I find it far more credible and far more rational than four teenage boys just from exploring the castle really really well at night time once a month were able to map map the entire Hogwarts castle and grounds yeah I find that much more credible too because it just makes more sense to me because like there are some limitations to the map and the, what is shown on it. And I think that's based off what the Marauders mm-hmm. know to be there. Yeah. But then that would fit into the theory that they mapped it themselves and it's not connected to the the magic of the castle on the grounds. Mm-hmm. <sighs> mm-hmm. <laughs> There's problems. So <laughs> let's, we're getting ahead of ourselves a little bit. Let's talk through like the canon explanation of how they created the map. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. there's no explanation. Not really. Like, <laughs> not in the books, but from no. research. The idea is that, basically, they explored all of Hogwarts Castle, all of Hogwarts grounds, while they were running around in their Animagus slash werewolf form, and they explored all yeah. of the interior of the castle using James' Invisibility Cloak, somehow fitting all four of them under mm-hmm. it, even though we know from canon that it doesn't fit three fully grown adults under it. Yeah. <laughs> So once they had, I guess, all of this information, or as they were transcribing all of this information onto a single large piece of parchment, they then cast this spell called the Homunculus Charm, mm-hmm. which basically, it's basically just a piece of plot contrivance. It's a spell that allows you to track the location of people on a map. Like, it was just a spell that was created to explain how this map works. <laughs> Isn't there a link to and Revelio, which is a real human? Yeah, homunculus, homunculus, however this word is, is linked to, like, the spell, I think, not the spell, the word homin, which means human in Latin. Mm. I don't know if it's the same sort of magic, but it's definitely, like, coming from the same root Latin word. And then they also cast another spell on it, which made it repel any, advan- any attempt by Severus Snape to figure out what the map was. <laughs> yeah. Just as a taunt, just as a fuck you to Snape. Yeah, and that's all the explanation there is. So it's not very detailed. It's not. <laughs> like I want to step by step. I want to know how they fucking did it because <laughs> it's it's an amazing piece of technology. <laughs> like it's probably it's incredible. One of the most insane magical objects that's ever been made. Yeah, like it's 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 more powerful than a halo. <laughs> like it's not. It is, and at some point. We have to do an episode which is just talking about how much of a bonkers surveillance state the Wizarding World is. Oh, yeah. It's crazy, like, how much you are constantly watched and tracked and monitored by, like, 50 different things at all times. Ain't that the truth? Isn't that how we live now? (laughs) I love it. Hooray! Hi, everyone. Watching me through my webcam, even though it's turned off. Love you guys. Oh, yeah, my phone is a microphone recording me just the same as this other microphone that I've got to record me. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Yeah, but like, as an incredibly advanced piece of like magic, as a magical object. The Marauder's Map is crazy for a bunch of teenagers to create in their spare time. They did this on top of homework and shit. On top of homework, on top of becoming Animagi, on top of, like, you know, running out every full moon to protect their werewolf friend, and on top of getting up to mischief all the time, it's like, geez, man, I can barely, like, cook and clean my own house and do my laundry and (laughs) get groceries and go to sleep. Like, (laughs) that's too much. (laughs) <laughs> some of them were like prefects head boy like they had a Quidditch. Like Quidditch team like <laughs> God I the entire castle what I don't like about <laughs> what I don't like about the canon explanation of how they created the map is that the magical side of it seems super basic like they basically just cast sort of two spells over this but it really <laughs> there's no explanation as to the cartography side of it it's just like yeah they mapped it how they they don't have the skill (laughs) they just don't i mean look we don't know then one of them might have been like a knack had a knack for cartography like quirrell has a knack for trolls or lockhart has a knack for memory charms wizards just have knacks for things you know god i wish that were me Mm. anyway (laughs) so you were talking about how there's parts of the castle that the map doesn't know about notably the room of requirement yeah. and the chamber of secrets. Yeah. So yeah, those are the two main yeah, ones. The explanation given is that, you know, the Marauders never found these places, they never put them on the map. Obviously that makes sense. Yeah. Well, that's one of the explanations yeah. given. Well, the explanation is that like obviously they never found out about the chamber of secrets, mm-hmm. not in the map. For the uh, the room of requirement, I always think it's the same thing that they just didn't know it existed. Yeah, I always assume which it's I think same. is evident in the canon. But then there's, like, a lot of, like, Pottermore and Harry Potter wiki saying that also the room is unplottable. You can't plot it on a map. And I'm like, well, Hogwarts is unplottable, honey. (laughs) But there's a map of that. I know. (laughs) So. (laughs) I think Hmm. Hogwarts being unplottable and then also there's a map of it. When it, when the books refer to Hogwarts being unplottable. I guess I... It's in reference to other things. Yeah, I assume that was in reference to, like, a larger geography. It's like, coming up on your right, nothing. Yes, exactly. (laughs) You can't get a map of Scotland and point me to... (laughs) Show me on a map of America where Hogwarts is. Doesn't exist. (laughs) I interrupted my own point to make a reference. (laughs) You can't find Hogwarts on a map of Scotland. But, like, a map internally of Hogwarts, I guess, is possible. We just have to assume the answer is yes, because it's evident in the text that it is. Yeah. But the idea that specific rooms can be unplottable is wild to me. (laughs) I mean, I guess, like, Grimal Place is unplottable, yeah. Specific rooms. Because the room, it's always in the same place, though. Like, I would accept it if the room moved around the castle. Like, you could find it in different spots. And that's why it can't show up on the map, because it's too inconsistent. But it's always on the third floor corridor, right? Or the fifth floor corridor, or something like that? The seventh floor corridor? It's in one of the corridors. Yeah. I think that's true of the Chamber of Secrets. The Chamber of Secrets definitely in one place, which may or may not be on the grounds. But the room of requirement, I think, does move. No. Well, like, it's entrances it's move. It's entrances move, but, like, physically it's always in the same spot. I, yeah... Look, I'm willing to, like, agree with that point, but I personally had canon, I guess, that it moves around the castle to wherever it's required to be. Yeah. I think that's cooler, personally. Yeah. But, um, mm. I don't think that's what's going I on. I think, like, the main entrance is, like, that entrance that they always use in the corridor. But I think, like, if you know about the room and you need the room, and if you're in a random dungeon or something, you can be like, room of requirement, like, I need you, help me, and a door will open up to it. hmm I think that's cool, but I don't think it's true. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so it just the <laughs> obviously it makes more sense for Hogwarts, but like once again, just going back to me drawing a blueprint of my own apartment, the idea that like I could make the bathroom of my apartment unplottable, <laughs> and then <laughs> I could map out the rest of the place, but my bathroom's a secret that can never be found. <laughs> nuts wild to me here's something that keeps me up at night so the Marauder's Map okay, (laughs) (laughs) like little Hannah Abbott she is born and it comes to Hogwarts after the 70s when like James Potter and Remus Lupin etc were making this map she appears on the map right yep she's on the Marauder's Map all good fine I can accept that the map learns people that come into like Hogwarts grounds years and years later even if they're not like physically yeah. alive yeah okay fine mm-hmm. why doesn't it learn which secret passages are blocked off <laughs> and show that they're like blocked off on the map why doesn't it learn that about its physical yes presence of the spa- space because hmm. it still shows all the exits but fred and george have to explicitly say don't use these three these two are the only ones that work now we've found that out the hard way it's like the map should be able to tell you that. If the map can tell you what fucking password to use to get in the Humpback Witch statue, why can't it tell you, oh, dead end? Like, you know. Mm. um, (laughs) Like, it's so inconsistent, Ria. (laughs) It is interesting that the map doesn't update. That implies to me that it was made through regular cartography and not through magical cartography, Mm. which is what I'm going to call your theory of tapping into the wards. Yeah, 100%. And it also implies that, yeah, it was made from the, the Marauders themselves through regular slash magical cartography. Mm-hmm. Because it only shows what they know, and they don't know that these passages have been blocked in the years since, so therefore yes. they're not showing up like that. But they also don't know that people like Never Longbottom exist, and yet they still show up on the map. Yeah. <laughs> so well, I don't think... I don't think the people and their locations is based on the Marauder's knowledge. No. Because it just couldn't be. They don't have the knowledge of where every single person is every single second of the day. Yeah. That's why they made them up in the first place, so they can get up to mischief and make sure that they can do it out of sight of other people, so they know where everyone else is while they're doing their exactly. creepy little shit. So point. this charm that they cast, that's got to be the thing that's like updating where people are and tracking their movements around and all that sort of stuff. That's explained away by that. Yeah. But the fact that the map doesn't update itself for like, you know, passages that are destroyed or oh there's a new doorway here or that sort of thing. Yeah. Yeah. It that implies to me that it's not an object that is like intuned into the inherent magic of the Hogwarts castle itself. Mm. It's something like external that was created with limited knowledge and limited skill sets. Yeah which implies that maybe it could be possible to add to the map like it could have been possible for Fred and George Mm. to like draw dead ends on these corridors on these like secret passages that lead out unless it's not possible for them to tamper with the map we're not sure yeah that's something that I think would have been cool for Harry to do yeah like update his father's map you know take on the legacy but he didn't I guess he just didn't have that knack for cartography like I don't know if yep. Peter Pettigrew did I guess it was Peter Pedigree's his life's work <laughs> his skill what other skills does he have how do you think he found Voldemort in Albanian forest he was mapping it out <laughs> he knew the way uh, he wasn't even trying to find Voldemort he just mapped the entire forest and then cast this charm was like oh hey there he is I can see him. <laughs> god. Oh god, Peter Pettigrew. <laughs> so, another function of. another flaw of the map, I guess, is that it shows people's first and last names, but it doesn't mm-hmm. differentiate between people of the same name. I hate it. This is the Barty Crouch problem. This keeps me up at night as well. Like, it's just. it's bullshit. It's <laughs> purely there just so Harry doesn't figure out the, the ruse of Goblet of Fire until the end. Yeah. It's <laughs> <This> plot. Because. <laughs> Junior, I'm sorry, it's legally a part of your name, so fuck off. (laughs) Like, it should show Barney Crouch Jr. is in the fucking storeroom and not Barney Crouch Sr. It's... Mm. But then again, it doesn't show middle names, so is it, like, just a first name, last name thing? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. And also, like, titles. It doesn't show, like, Professor Albus Dumbledore. But also, it doesn't show Albus Percival Wolfric Brian Dumbledore. It just says Albus Dumbledore. Yeah. It's very specific and it's like, okay, so this is making me think maybe the reason why it showed Barty Crouch instead of Barty Crouch Jr. is because we've discussed this before, there's a mystical connection between wizard and their names or whatever you want to say. Yeah. So maybe Barty Crouch doesn't think of himself as Barty Crouch Jr. or Jr. That would make sense. He thinks of himself as Barty Crouch because he, as we know, hates that he is named after his father. Mm -hmm. So maybe that's how he thinks of his own name and that's why that is... In its essence, his identifier is body Crouch. Mm -hmm. Maybe. It's a stretch. I don't know. Yeah. So Rhea isn't my real name, but if I identified, and by real name, I mean like what's written on my birth certificate. (laughs) (laughs) But if I identified so, so strongly with Rhea that it became like my taken name, like my true name. Yeah. Would I only show up on the map as Rhea? Or would I show up on the map as Rhea Smashmouth, which is the joke surname <laughs> that I use for this pseudonym? It's very yeah. hard. Or Would I show up as Rhea real last name? It's odd because they. Sh- or like real first name, then in quotations, Rhea, then real last name. Is it nicknamed? <laughs> Does he show up as Barty Crouch or Bartemius Crouch? He does show up as Barty. It's definitely Barty, so so that is a nickname. That's a nickname. Like, that means I would show up as Jem and not my full name, which will never be discovered. Yeah. (laughs) It's a secret lost to time. (laughs) The memory of your true name was (laughs) lost eons ago. (laughs) So I'd show up as Jem, just Jem. And not my full name, which is odd. That is odd. Yeah, good point. It is Barty and not Bartimus. I'm trying to think of anyone else. Hmm. Obviously Ron. Ron Weasley is short for Ronald. Yeah, like that Ronald shows short. up as Ron, not Ronald. Yeah. If I'm remembering correctly. It's hard to remember because obviously the movies has a very different version of the map to the book. Yeah. And the movies do things a bit differently. Like there's a mistake in some movie I can't remember where it shows Malfoy when it should yeah. be Draco Malfoy. That's movie six. Another great okay. addi- addition to movie six. <laughs> 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 yeah. It's meant to show First name, last name, but I guess it shows someone's nickname instead of their full name. It doesn't show middle names and it doesn't show additional things like the second or junior or senior (laughs) or Mm -hmm. professor. Yeah, doesn't show titles. It shows Mrs. Norris though. I mean, I guess that's her first and second name though. She's a cat. Yeah, so that's that's not her title because it's not like she's married to Mr. Norris. (laughs) Her name is Mrs. Norris. (laughs) Like how my cat's name is Apple Bobbing. Her name isn't first name Apple, second name Bobby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, spider Spiderman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, God. Uh, names are weird. I've got to assume that this is, like, not a function of the magic. It's got to be some sort of specifics that were put into the spell by the Marauders. Okay they decided it shows your last name and your first name or whatever you go by as your first name. Yeah, as you determine it, I suppose, which is so strange
1: Which means so, like,
0: wild. <laughs> that's powerful. Which means that, yeah, you would show up as Jem last name. Yeah. You wouldn't show up as Jem, just Jem, because that's not your real last name. <laughs> Lost of time. But if But if you got married... I've got to assume if you get married and you change to take your partner's surname, it would show that, right? I assume so, if that's how you think of your name now. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, just, <laughs> I'm trying to think, like, do we ever see, like, Mrs. Weasley or anything on the map? I don't think so. We don't see any married women on the map, do we? Yeah, because I'm trying to think of the professors, and to the best of my knowledge, none of them yeah. are married. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hmm. That's wild. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another thing we should discuss. You have to take a vow of celibacy <laughs> to become a Hogwarts professor. You chose books, I chose looks. <laughs> <laughs> oh Right. I wanna talk about Mrs. Norris. Okay. All right, so the map shows all the people at Hogwarts. It doesn't show fucking Pigwidgeon and Hedwig and all the owls (laughs) in the owlery and all the rats that live in the kitchen and all the fucking spiders that live in the forest, but it shows Mrs. Norris. And it shows Crookshanks. Doesn't show Crookshanks, does it? Where's that? Uh, There's a time when Harry sees Sirius Black on the map meeting up with Crookshanks. I don't have any memory of that.
1: Okay, isn't that he sees I'm...
0: that out the window? He sees them physically, like the big dog. Oh, dogs? yes, yeah. you're right. Oh, I thought that was on the map, but I was totally wrong. No, he wakes up in the middle of the night and he's like, oh, and he looks out the window and sees a big black dog and a cat talking. <laughs> yes. Okay. That does seem like the sort of shit that happens <laughs> And he's like, can I trust this cat? Yes. That makes more sense than my memory. <laughs> yeah. No, the only animal that we see on the map is explicitly Mrs. Norris. So this goes further into the theory that the Marauders created the map for a specific reason, which is that they don't want to be caught. So they made the map to track Mrs. Norris and anyone that could, like, get them in trouble, Snape, Argus Filch, etc. So that's why she's the only animal that is on the map, because she's like, Filch's, you know, eyes and ears. That makes sense. So, except that I cannot assume that Mrs. Norris is the same cat that Filch had when he was attending, when they were attending Hogwarts. Surely this cat has died and been replaced. Not she's a nasal, which is heavily implied she could be. That's true. Hmm. <laughs> yes. Maybe cats never die. Also, cats can live a long time. <laughs> Maybe that's the reality I prefer to believe in. Like, it, like, this is like, they were doing this in the 70s, right? 74 to 78 is when the map was being made. I guess. <laughs> And the books take place from 1991 to 97, so that's about yeah, 20 years later. Cats don't usually live 20 years. No, right? 18 at the most. I don't know a cat's specific lifespan, <laughs> but I think it's more around 10 years than 20 years. Your average house cat lives longer than a house dog. It's usually like an old house cat can live to like 16 to 18 years. Yeah. But, um, but that's all That's yeah, like a geriatric cat. The cat's not, not leaping around anymore. But, like, I just always assumed that she was a nasal. Mm-hmm. JK has said, oh, she's just a smart cat. But I'm like, no, fuck you. Your opinion doesn't matter. She's a um, mm. <laughs> So She's too smart for a cat. <laughs> yeah. And there's the, the the connection between squibs and measles. Like, I think it, it makes sense. Mm-hmm. This gives us an answer. To a theory that is tossed around a lot and a joke that is tossed around since the dawn of time. Oh, if, if, why didn't Fred and George notice that Peter Pettigrew was sleeping in their brother's bed for years? Okay. So this yeah. has been answered many times before. I think the most conclusive and distinct answer can be found on Seamus Gorman's YouTube channel. I'll basically give a rundown of it here. Okay. The Marauders made the map and they chose what shows up on the map. To protect themselves while they were doing mischief and they can choose who shows up on the map. So they made sure that when someone who is not a marauder is looking at the map, they cannot see any marauders on the map. All so right. if you're on the map if you're if you're holding the map and you're trying to look for Sirius Black or Peter Pettigrew, etc., you can't see them if you're not a marauder. But if you are Lupin, you can open the map and you can find Peter Pettigrew on that map. Mm-hmm. The reason why they did this security measure Was to make sure that if the map ever got into the wrong hands, say someone like Severus Snape, even though it's made to repel him, but Snape uses the map later, we'll get to that. If it ever ended up on the wrong hands, someone would be able to track down the marauders on this map. Okay. And they could still get up to their marauding activities. I I have an objection, but do you have more that you want to say, or should I interrupt now? No, that's it. Okay. So in the third book, obviously, because that's the big map book, yeah. Lupin sees Harry, Hermione and Peter Pettigrew running yeah. down the Whomping Willow trail, and then he leaves yeah. to go after them. Severus Snape yeah. enters the room and sees Lupin running down the trail under the Whomping Willow and goes after him. So Lup- yeah. Snape sees Lupin's name on the map. <sighs> shit. Does he see Lupin's name, or does he just see... uh he does see Lupin's name, doesn't he? Fuck. Yeah. That just... Dismantles the whole theory then. Yeah, because it's done in stages. Like he doesn't see Harry and Hermione because they've already gone by that point because Lupin's gone after yeah, them. He, and he sees Ron's Lupin gone too. and then goes after Lupin. Because so, yeah. he assumes that Lupin is going to meet Severus not Severus Black, Sirius Black, and he's trying to catch Black. He doesn't know Harry and Hermione and Ron are involved at all. That's very true. So yeah, that whole theory is garbage. So mm. Alright, so then why don't Fren and George see Peter Paniker <laughs> on the map? Maybe it's not completely garbage. Maybe they spelled it so that they couldn't be seen on the map when they were in their Animagus forms. Hmm, Because Lupin doesn't have an Animagus form, so maybe it applies to him when he's in his werewolf form, I guess. But that might explain it. Like, specifically when they're transformed, they don't show up on the map. But the rest of the time, they do. No, hang on. Because then Lupin sees Peter Pettigrew... But that's with the contrivance of marauders can see marauders, but non-marauders cannot see marauders unless they are not in their (laughs) animagus form. Look, (laughs) we're having to add layers and explanations to make this work. (laughs) We're folding the paper again and again. We're making more layers. (laughs) That kind of does it, I think. Otherwise, Hmm. it's just the excuse of like, oh, they never noticed. They didn't bother to check in on Percy or Ron while Fred and George were running around doing their mischief stuff. They never bothered to check that on their brothers. (laughs) Yeah. I think not noticing it, not noticing Peter Pettigrew and Ron's possession is possible. Because as I said, like, the dots on the map are tiny, the mm-hmm. map is cramped and complicated, and like you have to scan it thoroughly to find someone. But then again, it's like, why didn't Harry notice for those like three months after he was given the Marauder's map to when it was taken from him in third year? Why didn't he know exactly? That P- like, like because there was like a time period of about three months when Harry was given the map, and before Peter Pettigrew went missing, when Scabbers was killed by Crookshanks and went missing that Harry would should have been able to see Peter Pettigrew on the map with Ron at some point. Yeah. I, I do like the moment in the movie where he does see Peter Pettigrew on the map and goes looking for him. Yeah. That that's very <laughs> classic Harry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's weird that Harry doesn't see it. What I find weird is that Fred and George don't notice Peter Pettigrew in the possession of Percy because mm-hmm. surely they have They'd this be... map they get it in their first year. So Percy's definitely there. He's definitely a prefect for some of that time. At least two years of the time that they've got the map. And surely, if you are sneaking out of the Gryffindor Tower, you look at the Gryffindor Tower to see if Percy's there, ready to ruin your time. Exactly. Your good time. You want to make sure Percy's in his room or in the library like a nerd before you go sneaking out. Your first thing you're sneaking past is the prefects, who are supposed to keep the students in the... common room after hours. I mean, there could be the assumption that Percy didn't sleep with Peter Pettigrew in his bed, but surely he'd have Peter Pettigrew in his dormitory, right? Like, Yeah, they would still be looking at Gryffindor Tower. They would be checking Percy's dorm room, which is where Peter Pettigrew should be. And now, also maybe, like, Fred and George don't know the name Peter Pettigrew. Yeah. They could have thought it's just another student in Percy's dorm. Yeah. They could have just thought this is another student, but... (laughs) surely you would be like, well, this is the one person who's always hanging around Percy and you would make fun of him because Percy doesn't have any friends. And then you would notice yeah. when it changes from being the person who's always hanging around Percy to the person who's always hanging around Ron. That's notable. Yeah. I mean, these are the things that we claim, but this is, <laughs> this is claiming that Fun and George cared <laughs> about their brothers enough yeah. to notice these things and think about these things, which I know it like it's making them seem like they're dumb, and they're not. They're very intelligent because they somehow managed to crack mm-hmm. the code of I solemnly swear I'm up to no good. Um. <laughs> mm. Oh, I've got notes on that as well. <laughs> Let's talk about that because we can go down this rabbit hole forever. There's no answer. It's a plot hole. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah. It is a plot hole. Like, it just is. <laughs> we can explain it away with magical bullshit of, oh, the Marauders enchanted the map to do this and that and, you know, jump through our hoops that way. Or we can be like... Fred and George just either never noticed or never said shit. Maybe they were just respecting their brother's privacy. (laughs) Never noticed, never cared. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. I think that makes basically the most sense. Like, if they ever saw the name Peter Pettigrew, it didn't mean anything to them, so they didn't take a note of it, and if they saw it multiple times, they just didn't notice, because why would they? Yeah. They don't care about Percy's personal life or Ron's personal life that much, so... Why would, yeah. they know, why would they? Count? Why would they? They don't know the name of every single Gryffindor guy in every single year. Why would they? Also, they're kind of like not in a bad way, but they're kind of self-involved. They're yeah. focused on their own thing. They've got their own friends and their own pranks and their own business that they're setting up in the later years, like Yeah. I think single-handedly the whole like Fred and George figuring out I saw on this where I am much no good is proof that they are Slytherins The amount of determination, (laughs) creativity, and just damn, I'm going to fucking do this no matter what anyone says to figure out that exact combination of words (laughs) to open the map and then Mr. (laughs) Manage to close it is incredible. (laughs) (laughs) So here's what I've got on this from the HP wiki. Fred and George stole the map. They had to experiment with it in order to learn how to get it to work, but the map gave Mm -hmm. them clues flickering into life here and there when they came close to the activating phrase until finally they got it exactly. Mm-hmm. So the map was giving them hints. Yeah. <laughs> so that makes it more believable rather than accidentally stumbling on the exact phrase I solemnly swear that I'm up to no good. Which is incredibly specific. Yeah. It's a good password. <laughs> it is. I- I've read theories Passwords that Passwords perhaps... that are long and convoluted are great. <laughs> yeah. I've read theories that perhaps, like, the map isn't necessarily, I solemnly swear, I'm up to no good. Like, it isn't necessarily opened by a specific phrase, but that, like, Fred and George, like, the map might be interactive, well, it is interactive, and Fred and George might have been like, oh, Mm. we want to use you to make mischief, we want to cause trouble, like, and they sort of eventually wheedled their way down to, um, I solemnly swear, I'm up to no good, and that was enough for the map to be like, yep, let them in, you know. Because, like, there's an essence to the map that it wants you to make mischief (laughs) and break the rules. Mm. (laughs) That's what I always assumed. I always assumed that some sort of variation of we're going to use this to, like, cause trouble and make pranks. Like, just some sort of general statement to that effect would activate the map. It doesn't have to be that specific passphrase, which I think makes more sense. What would your passphrase be? (laughs) Don't ask for my passwords. I've I've got many of them. I think my one to open the map would be live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. <laughs> That's great. Like probably to activate the map I would just say something like, I'm here to fuck shit up. <laughs> <laughs> oh, amazing. Let's just get to the point. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, continue mischief managed is so good as well (laughs) so concise mine would be like laters (laughs) we're done here fuckers (laughs) mine's got to have profanity in it because it's funny that way (laughs) emphasis yeah Uh, the idea of the map flickering to life to give them hints i want to talk about the sentience level of the map yeah. because it is interactive to a certain extent first of all like it seems to sense that it's in the possession of new tricksters who are going to use it for pranks and like <laughs> is trying to encourage them to find the secret password to unlock it that's crazy that requires a level of intelligence and planning and fore- forethought that is terrifying from a piece of paper <laughs> the ring abandoned golem. <laughs> <laughs> and sort a new master. (laughs) (laughs) Genuinely, I think that's what happened. Like, there is a canon explanation of how it ended up with Filch that Filch confiscated it off them. Why? It's a big piece of paper. Why did he confiscate a piece of blank parchment from the Marauders? That's lunacy. Mm -hmm. And then it says that none of them were able to get it back from Filch. Also not. One of them is a rat. (laughs) One of yeah. them has an invisibility cloak. All of them can use magic and he can't. Hermione was able to steal books from Dumbledore's office with a summoning charm. Filch has no magical power. Yeah. What is his office window. protected with but locks and chains? And a cat. <laughs> they absolutely could steal it back from them from him if they wanted it if they wanted to. I think it's like they lost it in their final year of Hogwarts and it's like we're gonna be graduating sometime soon. We should leave the map here because like it's only useful at Hogwarts. And like hopefully, you know, it ends up in the hands of somebody who's gonna use it at some point in the future. And then it did end up with Fred and George, they're basically their successors. (laughs) Yeah. I think also the map could have if we're going with sentient map theory, it could have abandoned them because it's like, ew, James has gotten really lame because he's like hanging out with his girlfriend and not sneaking out out, outside after hours anymore and doing mischief like he's gotten all responsible now I'm sick of this and just bailed I love that (laughs) the map's like goody two shoes head boy fuck this I'm out (laughs) then it went to Filch's office amazing (laughs) the map's like y'all have devolved I'm out (laughs) I love that it ended up in Filch's office in, like, this confiscated, highly dangerous folder. Like, it was sitting there, like, this tempting prize. This jewel. Come and get me, boys. And it's so funny how (laughs) Fred and George, little thirsties, Fred and George, were brought into Filch's office because they're rule-breaking. One of them distracts Filch, and the other one grabs anything that they can from this box labelled highly dangerous and all this sort of stuff. Grabs the first thing that he can, and it's just, like, a blank piece of paper, and they don't just think, oh, like, that was a waste of time. They, like, are like, no, this is it. This is the best thing we could have gotten from this box. There's probably, like, a golden spider in there or something. <laughs> or, like, an egg that talks to you in a foreign language. And they just, like, grab this paper and, like, yeah, right, we've got this. So we can break this. We can crack this code. And they do! Yeah. <laughs> Listen, George, I'm fucking telling you, there is something special about this grimy paper. (laughs) I know, I know. The secrets to all of our future success are concealed on this piece of big paper. (laughs) It's good. And he was right. (laughs) Fantastic. The amount of shit that has to line up to connect these dots, crazy. It's almost as if the map wanted to be found. <laughs> it definitely did. The ring found a new map. It just did. Like, the map's got to be a bit sentient. So that annoys me because I don't like sentience in inanimate objects. Mm-hmm. Full stop. End of sentence. <laughs> but also, it annoys me because fucking Fred and George, listen to your mm-hmm. father. Never trust anything that can think for itself unless you can see where it keeps its brain. They were just not paying attention <laughs> at Arthur Weasley's knee as he taught this important life lesson. No, they are too busy stealing his wallet. Like, <laughs> You really think they was listening yeah. to their father. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> of course not. You chaos twins. <laughs> yeah, there's also, you briefly mentioned it before... The fact that, like, the map gives clues towards figuring out how to open up secret passages to, like, let Harry get through the humpback, mm-hmm. which, that's another clue towards, like, the map is sentient. Like, it knows what you're up and to. It, wants you. it knows what you're trying to do, yeah. and it's trying to help you to achieve your ends. It wants you to do mischievous things. Mm. Yeah, I think it probably also helps you find people, like, because the idea that you can pick out a single minuscule dot out of thousands of minuscule dots on this crazy, cramped, impossible map. Like, it would take you forever. (laughs) Yeah. But they always sort of find whoever they're looking for, like, within a minute or so of scanning the paper. I think the map definitely, like, highlights them somehow. Yeah. It's like, zoom, enhance. I love it. So I kind of typed on this before, how the map is stronger than a Deathly (laughs) Hallow. (laughs) <laughs> so, yes, let's talk about it, because it isn't really, I was just joking. So, the Hallows, yeah. I have speculated before that they were created by death, and I still really like that theory, that death is just sentient yeah. in this in this world and has made these things. But there's still a very strong theory for the yeah. fact that the Peverell brothers could have just been very learned wizards who made these magical objects. Mm-hmm. So we know that the, the Invisibility Cloak, as a Hallow, cannot be ripped it cannot be pulled off someone by magic or by force without that person wanting to be shown it does not age like it doesn't fade away or crumble but we do know that you can mm-hmm. be detected underneath the cloak through other means so like when the three when harry Ron, hermione in the seventh book like apparate into hogsmeade underneath the cloak they set off this like catawalling charm or whatever it is which like yeah is a charm that essentially goes oh three feet have landed here not three feet <laughs> six feet let's do some quick math one, two, three, five, six. yeah six feet have yeah. landed here <laughs> they were all standing on one leg <laughs> yeah they all hopped into place <laughs> the charm d- essentially detects that three people have landed here but like they they try and accio the cloak off, to- off the top of them and it's not possible the cloak doesn't even budge mm-hmm. Moody's eye can see through the cloak as well nuts um, <laughs> mm-hmm. the map can also show people under the cloak like it doesn't differentiate like that so it's just one of those it can show yeah it can show people under the cloak people who are polyjuice it can also show ghosts and it shows peeves as well and people in animagus form as well yeah yeah map never lies there's no hiding from the map it knows you and your essence (laughs) No matter how you try and hide the it. The map never lies. <laughs> what a fucking ominous thing to say. I love it. It's so cryptic. It's like part of the ship, part of the crew. I say it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Were you leading towards a point or were you just I was just that? clarifying that because I didn't want anyone to think that the map was actually stronger than a hello. Oh, okay. Just, cool. Yeah. Right. Just explaining yeah. then. Okay, cool. I thought you were leading to some sort of point about the map and the cloak. <laughs> okay, cool. No, no, no. That's all I got to say. <laughs> Isn't there a moment? And I am not remembering this scene very well, but it's in the fourth book. Harry goes to the prefect's bath to um, mess with the egg and think about Cedric, and More then he comes the border, out yeah. of the bath. He gets trapped in the trick stair, and he ends up there with Filch, Snape, Mad Eye Moody. And I think that's it. And he's like trapped there and they're getting closer and he's freaking out. Is there a time where Snape tries to summon the cloak... Does he try to summon the map as well? What Snape does is he does an invisible man search. So he he's like Potter's here (laughs) with his cloak, and he like (laughs) drops his wand and like holds his hand out and (laughs) walks around like he's trying to feel for an invisible man. And he gets kind of close (laughs) to actually touching (laughs) Harry, trapped in the steps. And Moody's like, "Severus Snape, you absolute (laughs) fucking fool! If Potter were here, I'd be able to see him because of my magic eye. You look like an idiot, stop." that's what happens (laughs) fuck yeah I love these books (laughs) Snape I think he also sniffs because (laughs) Harry's worried that Snape will smell the perfumed bath salts that he was just using it's an absolutely wild scene (laughs) (laughs) Harry Potter best series ever written I love these books so much Snape, you're a magic man. <laughs> you, <laughs> you can't dispel your <laughs> Incredible. There is a spell that, like, reveals when people are in a space. <laughs> Money uses it. Yeah. He could yeah. have, like... So many things he could have done. <laughs> so many. Another episode that we absolutely have to do is, like, why wizards are so bad at solving their problems with magic. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Uh, it's absolute lunacy. Okay. While we're on the topic of like bonkers scenes that just happened <laughs> 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 I really wanna talk about Snape catching Harry with the map and trying to like figure out its secrets and then he gets insulted by the map and then summoning Lupin into the room. <laughs> so good. <laughs> So good. Such a funny scene. Uh, So I love that (laughs) Snape gets, like, all these insults read out, like, appearing on the map, talking to him. But, like, surely it's written in such a way, like, Prong says this, uh, Mm -hmm. Padfoot agrees, the slime ball, like, that sort of shit. Snape absolutely knows those names like he would have heard them using those nicknames so when he like (laughs) goes to his fireplace and summons Lupin he's like (laughs) he knows 100% that Lupin did something to this parchment (laughs) wait does he go to his fireplace and summon Lupin I forgot that that's what happened Oh, wow. Yeah, he like he like flew calls him from somewhere else in the castle, and Lupin's like, "Oh, I was grading papers," and then he just steps through the fireplace. <laughs> okay, maybe it's like he knows that Lupin did it, and he's like trying to rub it in to be like, "Look what I found! It's something that you did, and I'm going to show Dumbledore to show that you're an irresponsible teacher because he's a dumbass yeah. and he doesn't think ahead." <laughs> like... But Lupin just. Lupin just plays along. He's like, oh, it's a prank item. It insults anyone who tries to read it. But I better take it with me anyway to inspect it. Because after all, I am the defense against the dark arts professor. And Snape, like, is just seething. But he can't admit that he knows Lupin is lying. Because then Harry would know that he knew. (laughs) (laughs) Like, they're both... (laughs) Like, Like, this fucking mind game that Lupin and Snape are playing with each other in front of Harry, clueless as ever (laughs) it's so so funny to me once you know their backstories incredible (laughs) rubbing their childhood grievances in each other's faces and trying to get one up over each other they're adults, (laughs) grown men amazing (laughs) I just wanted to highlight that scene because I think it's great (laughs) Yeah, I think it's great too. There's so many great map scenes, uh-huh. the um the stair scene, the Invisible Man search, the uh, <laughs> the Snape getting insulted by the maps, the Ronald Waslib scene. <laughs> yeah, like, it's all good. Ronald Waslib, incredible. <laughs> uh, big fan of Harry spending an entire year watching Draco Malfoy in the map obsessively. That's good for my shipper heart. <laughs> he also does the same to Ginny. Also creepy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> surveillance state, surveillance state. Yeah. Oh, um, Is there any other thing we have to say about the map? I have a couple of just sort of generic facts that I couldn't really fit under, like, a heading in my research, but I wanted to highlight. Yeah, sure. We talked about the moment when, like, Lupin sees Harry and Hermione on the map, then Snape sees Lupin on the map. I just think it's also hysterically funny that neither of them noticed the extra ron and hermione not the extra harry and hermione that were hiding in the forest watching all this go down because at that time they doubled themselves with time travel oh yeah but yeah. did they would they have showed up surely mm. yes why wouldn't they here's a theory maybe when the time travel bullshit happens off the map, we see, um, like, Sirius Black, Remus Lupin, Severus Snape, Ronald Weasley, Peter Pettigrew, and then just Harry and Hermione, and then on the map, we see Potter and Granger. <laughs> and splits them in half, because their two essences are, like, still present. Ooh, that's interesting. I don't know why it would do that, but, like, I like it. <laughs> that's just how I make sense of it. But, yeah. because it's not like the different people are the same people, they're just in two different places. Yeah, but the map doesn't differentiate between people. It just tells you the name of who's standing there. Yeah. i got to assume, like, they were just hard to spot amongst the trees. These tiny dots amongst, like, a bunch of trees in forbidden forest. It just would have been hard to mm. read their names. Or maybe by that time they were already off-map. They were already, like, hiding near the Shrieking Shack. Because the Shrieking Shack doesn't show up on the map. But Harry and Hermione, like, their second time travel versions of themselves don't go to the Shrieking Shack. They stay near the Whomping Willow and wait for everyone to come out. Oh, right. Okay. They might have been... At Hagrid's hut, maybe? Yeah, they save Buckbeak from Hagrid's hut, and then they race back to the Whomping Willow. They definitely get there in time to see Snape go under the tree. So, yeah. But do they see themselves? So maybe by the time Snape was up in Lupin's office seeing the map, they were at Hagrid's hut, and he wasn't looking for them. He was looking for Remus Lupin, who's heading towards the Whomping Willow, so he just didn't notice... Harry, yeah. Harry Potter and Hermione Granger at Hagrid's hut and even if he did he probably wouldn't think mm. too much of it because Potter and yeah. Weasley and Granger are always visiting Hagrid or whatever yeah I don't think it's notable for Snape not to have noticed I think it's a bit more notable for Lupin not to have noticed because he was the one who was like seeing Peter Pettigrew and like tracking their movements on the map and stuff but I guess if you've, ju- if you've just seen the name of someone that you thought to be dead <laughs> for, like, yeah. 12 years. He's just had this massive epiphany and yeah. realised that Sirius is actually innocent and, you know, <laughs> everything he thought for the last 12 years is wrong. Yeah. I guess it makes sense to But me also, like, I don't... yeah, I don't think this is a plot hole that needs to be solved. Like, you could just so easily not notice. It's such a tiny detail. Mm-hmm. Just something that I thought was cool to point out. The other thing is the order of the names on the map versus Moony Wormtail Padfoot and Prongs Mm -hmm. they're listed in the reverse order of how they die yeah sad yeah sad weird and my third and final fact is something that was written on the HP wiki page that I thought was just so interestingly phrased (laughs) the Marauder's map along with his wand and the cloak of invisibility is Harry's only remaining treasure from his time at Hogwarts yeah I thought that was odd too Like, he's a fucking pirate collecting treasure. What is this? His only remaining treasure. What are you talking about? I don't think of, like, my schooling days as, like, keeping things from the school to take away the rest of my life. (laughs) It's odd. Like, memories Mm. is what you have after you graduate. Yeah. (laughs) And a degree, hopefully. And, like, the knowledge and learning that you got (laughs) from your time there. The friends you made. Odd. Yeah. Odd. Well, I didn't really have any other points. Like, I sort of just wanted to learn more about how the map works, which we still weren't able to really define beyond. I guess Mm -hmm. we just have to assume that one of the Marauders just has a knack for cartography, And they were able to pull it off with the mix of like this human tracking charm and literally just mapping out the grounds as they understood it. It's just not a good explanation, which is nuts. But I guess that's what we have to accept. (laughs) I think that like what we can learn about this map is that it was a mistake. (laughs) Like, (laughs) if I were an author, I wouldn't include something like this in a book because it just creates so much. It makes things too easy, and I think JK has actually mm. mentioned that too, it made things too easy for Harry, so she almost wanted to confiscate it completely from his grasp, but she mm-hmm. just kept it around anyway. <laughs> and there's small potholes yeah. ensued. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's a moment where like, Barty Crouch takes it off Harry in fourth book, and he doesn't actually get it back in that book, mm. and she was like, oh, I should have just written it out of the series. <laughs> But she didn't. Like, he could have said, oh, Body Crouch destroyed it or whatever. Buddy Crouch is right. That map could have ruined everything. <laughs> like, when he saw it and he's like... Yeah. Like, that must have been, like, the biggest, oh, fuck, moment of just, like, yeah. holy crap, I was so close to being caught. <laughs> so, in conclusion, this map is so overpowered, shouldn't exist at all because it's impossible. <laughs> is ridiculous... No matter what sort of circumstances it's in, it's just crazy. And I want one more than anything else. (laughs) Well done, Peter Pettigrew, on um, creating such a masterpiece of cartography. (laughs) (laughs) Truly your greatest accomplishment in life. Fuck, man. If I could have a map of my building and know when my neighbours are going to be in the corridors, amazing. I would use that 24-7. Incredible. All right, well, I've been Jem, and live fast, die young, bad girls do it well. <laughs> I've been uh, no first name given, Ria, no last name given. <laughs> Thanks for listening. If you want to support us or get in touch, the links to our social media and Patreon are in the show notes. Please feel free to send us so many messages that we go mad and run away to a hut on a rock in the middle of the sea just to avoid them. You'll hear from us again in two weeks' time. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans.